Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. Oh, look at you taking over my job. Quiet over there. This is my episode. I expected you to say quiet. Quiet! <laughs> Little Johnny Lawrence for you. Little Johnny Lawrence. And you are incorrect. It is my episode. It is your episode. It's... I'll see you later. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Listen, if you looked at the title of the episode when you clicked play, you know what this is about. We all know that only one of us is going to have songs to contribute to this list of favorite songs. I'm going to sit back, relax, and listen to you talk. That's <laughs> one of your favorite pastimes, right? Oh, no, wait a minute. You know what I can be? Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you, out. <laughs> I always tell everyone how wonderful of a husband you are. You're so supportive. You never make me feel dumb for the things I love. Until now. I am not going to make you feel dumb. I will be into this with you. Thank you. So, before we get into it, and all the New Kids on the Block fans in the world do not start hating you, we're going to have a show and tell first. Ooh. All right. So, Jess, come to the front of the class. It's your turn for show and tell. That sounds scary. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's not a spooky episode. It's your turn for show and tell. <laughs> like, hi, Jess. Hi. Jess was born in 1984, so she's 38. <laughs> just a baby. She's just a baby. <laughs> Her favorite 80s movie, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. It's showtime. It's showtime. Favorite 80s song, You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. Such a cozy song. That is a good song. It is so fun. I have good memories with my friends surrounding that song, so mm. it really makes me smile. Favorite 90s movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer. So good. I really wanted to cover that one this year for Halloween, but I just don't know that we're going to be able to fit it in. There's only so much time. I mean, maybe it'll be a November movie. Who knows? Could be. People marry axe murderers at any time of the year. They do. <laughs> it's a May movie. Favorite 90s song, Having a Blast by Green Day. So close your eyes and get yourself goodbye. Favorite 80s or 90s TV show, Small Wonder and Boy Meets World. Very nice. I love how she just very specific 80s show and a very specific 90s show. Yes. Perfect. Favorite toy, Skip It. Skip It. And then she put the toy is Skip It. (laughs) I wasn't skipping the question. You remember the Skip It toy, right? Did you used to bruise your ankles up playing with the Skip It? That's where you attach it to one ankle and you spin it. Yeah, jump over it. Jump over it, yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that one very well, to be honest. Yeah, I I was too busy pogoing. (laughs) Favorite book, The Face on the Milk Carton. Ooh. Now, I saw that made-for-TV movie, but I have not read that book. Sounds very dramatic. Favorite place to go in the mall, Gadzooks and KB Toys. God, I love KB Toys. God, I love Gadzooks. KB Toys had the best flyer. There's always so many like amazing deals in there from the yeah, looks of it. I was more of a Toys R Us gal. I mean, I like Toys R Us too. I just remember that KB flyer. I remember the KB Toys store though in the mall where Toys R Us was like a standalone store, yes. at least in my town. Yeah. So we asked Jess any fond memories. She said so many, playing kick the can in the neighborhood, Hmm. buying hemp mushroom necklaces and alien t-shirts at the county fair. (laughs) Riding my bike literally everywhere, getting my new pair of jellies every summer, and the original Dairy Queen without the food, just the ice cream. Just the ice cream. Every single thing that she said, except I never played kick the can. That feels more old school to me. Like my dad used to talk about playing kick the can and he was born in 1942. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean people didn't play it in the 80s. I just didn't. Listen, we were pretty bougie. We had a beat up soccer ball. We played kick the soccer ball. (laughs) I didn't really kick anything, I guess. (laughs) Except ass. (laughs) (laughs) I was too, sorry, Jess. I was too busy kicking ass. (laughs) 
Oh, that's not true, Jess. <laughs> well, thank you, Jess. It was a great share. Yes, thanks, Jess. If you would like to participate in our show and tell, you can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We've got our Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) All right. It's time. Time to get into it. So if you're an avid listener, you know by now that I spent my late teens and early 20s following a different boy band in sync around the country, having the time of my life. I know our audience is pretty varied. People who also love boy bands and people who have always thought that they were lame. I've always loved all different kinds of music, but in sync was definitely not my first taste of boy band love. So today we're going to take it back to where it all started. We're talking about the five bad brothers from the Beantown land. We have five bad brothers from the Beantown land. New kids on the block. Now, I'm not going to go into too much of a deep dive right now like I did with NSYNC on our Patreon. Right. But I figured I would just give a little bit of a background. So the new kids are Danny Wood. Hi, I'm Danny, and I'm a Taurus, and I want to be loved by you. Do you want to be loved by me? If you do, check this out. <laughs> Sounds good to you, don't it? John Knight. I'm John, and I'm a Sagittarius. And I really, really want to be loved by only you. And I want you to only love me too. And if this is the way it's going to be, girl, then check me out. Joe McIntyre. Joey Joe. Yeah, I know, I know. I might be young, but I'm not too young to let you know how I feel. I'm Joe, and I'm Capricorn. And if you can relate to that, then check this out. Donnie Wahlberg. I'm Donnie, lovable Leo. And rather than tell you how I feel, Gonna sing it for you, baby. I wanna be loved. And Jordan Knight. Well, I guess they saved the best for last. I'm Jordan, and I'm a Taurus. And if you think you know everything about me, then check this out. be fun to introduce them to you all the way that they introduced themselves to us in 1986. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I honestly have never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so, New Kids, they formed in 84, originally under the name Nanook. Nanook. Did that stand for something? No. Oh, New York, New under kids. <laughs> you know, obviously that changed and they that didn't work and they changed the name. I was just thinking of abbreviations for that. New York gnarly underage kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure that they have said that it didn't actually stand for anything. But then they realized that like it was confusing and then they decided on new kids on the block. NKOTB. <laughs> but I would love if I had found out that it actually stood for something that they just didn't want to tell us. Right. (laughs) So they released a self-titled album in 1986, but they didn't really rise to fame until after the release of their second album, Hangin' Tough, which came out in 88. That's when they rose to fame? Yeah. Wow, I feel like it was before then. That's surprising to me. In my mind, like 88, I was almost an adult. (laughs) But I know I wasn't. You were like 12. (laughs) I was 12. (laughs) I just feel like I was an adult in 1988. You were almost an adult. <laughs> I was nearly. Listen, I'd gotten my man ring that year, okay? <laughs> I had my man you ring. You can't just 
drop something like your man ring and not tell them what it stands for. Oh, we interrupt this new Kids on the Block episode to tell you about Pete's man ring. When I was 12, my mother gave me a gold ring, which I still have today. I don't wear it today because I'm already a man. But this was to <laughs> to signify my journey being completed to being a man. Being completed. I was a man at 12. Wow. So I had my man ring that I wore on my pinky. I think that your nephews also got the same rings. Listen, my, my little bro got a man ring. <laughs> my nephews, man rings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I hope you're listening, mom. Man rings are awesome. <laughs> And I still have mine today. No shade to the man rings. Listen, I loved my man ring. I felt very did you powerful. Feel, did you feel manly? I felt like Skeletor. <laughs> this is why you felt like you were an adult in 1988. Yes. When you were 12. Because I was a man. <laughs> okay. I was mowing lawns. <laughs> I was painting porches. <laughs> I was painting houses. This guy. This guy is so upset that he's not going to have much to say in this episode. No, so right, he's got to interject got. with that's his man ring stories. <laughs> and now he's talking about painting houses. You want to get into that? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about painting houses? You I got about stories painting about painting houses. This one summer, this whole summer, I scraped this porch. <laughs> Got paid $30. It's a very interesting story. I've heard it about 10 times. <laughs> well, listen, it takes a lot of time to scrape paint. <laughs> okay, can we get back into it? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Let's go. Sorry, blackheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty mean. What kind of name is that? That's the name. Oh. For I'm, new kids fans. I'm thinking Charlie Brown. I, it does sound like a Charlie Brown diss, but it's not. It's a loving name for the New Kids on the Block fandom. It's an affectionate term. They're blockheads. All right. Okay. Sorry. Let's get back to it. Oh, back to it. They rose to fame in 1988 when Pete was a man. I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> they also had a Christmas album, which I was just singing a song from it to Pete when we were doing our mic checks. The album was called Merry Merry Christmas. It was released in 1989. Some stellar songs on that album, including Funky, Funky Christmas, which I was just singing to him. It was amazing. Then Step by Step came out and changed all of our lives in 1990. Ooh, baby. Followed. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, baby. (laughs) Followed by No More Games, the remix album. There were a few greatest hits albums and then came Face the Music in 1994, which is also the year that they sadly split up. Unlike NSYNC. They did not go out on top of their game. Well, listen, music changed. It did change. That Drastically. was when grunge was coming to the forefront. It was know? a rejection of everything. Rap, and- rap changed. Rock became pop music, you know, but like dark rock, you know, became pop music. So that was like a rejection of everything that happened in like 85 to 92 Yeah, and they were dealing also with, like, rumors of lip syncing and stuff like that. They went on the Arsenio Hall show to try to debunk. I was there for all of it, and I never really let go. Like, I still always loved them. Also, unlike NSYNC, but like many other boy bands, I'm not bitter, I swear. They surprised and delighted all of their fans by reuniting in 2008 with a new album, The Block. And since then, they've released more albums, and they're still touring to this day, which is wild. Almost 40 years later, just with a tiny little 14-year break in between. Hmm, We know what that's like. That's the way to do it. It is. We do know what that's like. We do, don't we? You and I spent 14 years away from each other. We did. We haven't known each other 40 years, though. 20. 20. We got married after we had known each other for 20 years. But we had a 14-year break. We did. I'm glad, though, that they came back together. I love that. I do. I love it when a band has trouble. Maybe they split up. But then they come back together because, first of all, they probably love each other. They and do. They know, right. And they know that the fans love them and they want their music. I'm glad they came back. I liked it. I mean, they are still, you know, coming out with new music and stuff, but their fans would be there if they just sang all the songs off of the Hang and Tub album. Sure. Like, it doesn't matter. They just love them. So I was lucky enough to see them in concert when I was a kid, twice in 1990. Wow. Thanks to my older sister, who was 18 or 19 at the time, but she also loved them. So she took me to see them in Atlanta, 
on the Magic Summer Tour. Not magical, which, by the way, I recently told you all I found my ticket stub from seeing them at the Atlanta show. And on the ticket stub, it said Magical Summer Tour. Right. And I was like, I have known this as the Magic Summer Tour my entire life. Was this in a different dimension? Like, I don't know what happened. We had to say the password, everything. Like, (laughs) it was a full security check. But when you look it up, otherwise, like, you look up their tours, it says Magic Summer Tour. So I think... Either Ticketmaster or that venue, whoever printed the ticket, did it wrong. I wish we could find somebody else that was at that same show, that same year, maybe that same concert. Yeah. And look and see what their ticket says. Yes. I would actually like it for it to be not that concert. Well, I would like one person from that concert. Yeah. From the Atlanta show and also from a different show, you know, to compare them. Anybody held on to your ticket steps from 1990 like me? They might have. (laughs) Also in Atlanta, though, is where this was like, okay, I was 10, right? And we were walking around in downtown Atlanta on our way to go to the concert and a limo went by and John stood up out of the sunroof and my sister's other friends, one was our next door neighbor and some of her friends took off running after the limo. (laughs) And what did little 10 year old me do? Took off running after the limo. <laughs> it's in my blood. Were you screaming? Yeah. I mean, I think I was just like, well, they're running. I'm running. Like, And my sister was so mad. She turned into mommy. Because everybody was running? Yeah. She was not only mad at me. She was mad at them. Really? They also were younger than her, too. So yeah. she just had that mommy role, you know. <laughs> so everybody got in trouble? She was so mad. She was like, do not <laughs> run away from me in downtown Atlanta. Like, she feels responsible for everyone. <laughs> You know, like she was the only adult in the area. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And then. Wait, did you catch him? No, of course not. But it was very exciting. I bet you it was. Just to get a little glimpse. And then, you know, they're all in there. Oh, yeah. People were running. Camera flashes going off. Wild times. Also, that was when celebrities drove around in limos. Right? Like, that's not something you see nowadays or that we even saw, like, when NSYNC was around. In all my times of seeing NSYNC out and about. I never saw them in a limo. It's like, then it was like you were in on a tour bus Yes. or not that new kids weren't ever on a tour bus, but in this case they were in a limo or they were just like in their own car or in like an SUV. Like they were not in limos. I don't know what happened that limos became uncool, but they became uncool sometime in the nineties. Yeah. It's probably when all of us started taking them to like Proms. prom. Yeah. And it's just they became like, less uh, elite. We're over this. Right. And now, you know, celebrities can't ride around in party buses because that's what we all do after our weddings and proms and stuff. And we have a good time. We did have a good time. All right. Back to it. (laughs) So also for my 11th birthday, I got to see new kids in Knoxville on the No More Games tour. This was my first time like being close to someone in concert. Yeah. It was very, very exciting. I had a new kids on the block themed birthday party. So like tablecloths and plates and napkins and streamers and a cake. It was all new kids. Wrapping paper. Did you have to ask for that or did your mom and family just do that type of birthday for you? Well, I don't know how birthday parties were for you, but I feel like every year when I was a kid, my mom would say, "Okay, what theme birthday party do you want this year? And it would be like My Little Pony and she could go to the store and pick out all the My Little Pony stuff. I mean, listen, maybe my parents asked me, but it's like, I don't remember what happened last Wednesday, so I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing that I said, oh, there's New Kids on the Block birthday stuff. We're doing New Kids on the Block birthday stuff. I mean, it was 1990. It was like at the height of everything. Peak. Step by Step had just come out. Like it was, I was in love. So at this party, I was opening gifts and my sister surprised me with concert tickets. What a good sister. Right? What happened to her? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I know, but it's like Beverly Hills 90210 and New Kids on the Block were definitely the first things that really bonded us as sisters at that time. Like she was so much older than me, but she was like their age and I was way younger than them. But like somehow we met in the middle. That's right. With our love. Your love of NKOTB. (laughs) And Luke Perry. Um, Brandon Walsh. Yes. Jason Priestley. (laughs) (laughs) One time, though, my sister went without me, and I'm still bitter about it to this day. Why did she go without you? She went with her friends, and they went and saw them in Birmingham, and they were sitting, like, behind the stage, but where they were, Donnie and I think, I don't know if it was Danny or Jordan, somebody, they were coming around to the back and, like, tossing chips to them. Chips? Like potato chips? Yeah. I know. it, It seems weird, but I was just so jealous. 
Why didn't they bring you? I don't know. What a bad sister. No, it was pro- she was great because the fact that she took me to the other ones. I mean, listen, I would never have those memories, but I do remember being very upset. Were I you? think they probably just randomly were able to score tickets and they yes. could probably only get three and or my parents wouldn't let her take me to Alabama. You know, I don't know. Although it wasn't that much further than Atlanta. Right. Or Knoxville. Or Knoxville. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I feel like she was just like, listen, she's too young. She's like, this time we're going to go try to stalk them at the hotels, which I think they tried to do. I think it was something else. I think they were going to the bars. That's possible. Yes. (laughs) Underage drinking. Oh, no, never. We caught you. Caught you. So then skip forward nine years. In 1999, Jordan Knight opened for NSYNC. So... I was really living my best life. I got to see him from the front row several nights in a row because I was seeing in sync and then and Jordan just happened to be there. And so I was thrilled. And I saw Jordan again at several small clubs in the mid early aughts. I feel like it was like 2005-ish. But you may remember my sad story about how he broke my heart backstage while Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees was performing, which is why we were backstage because my friend Kimberly knew Jeff. I certainly remember. And if you want that full story, you can listen to our Full House Perfect Strangers episode. I believe (laughs) that's the one where I share that story. And if it's not, just, you know, poke around. You'll find it. (laughs) I just don't want to relive it tonight. No. This is a happy night. So, of course, when they reunited in 2008, my friends and I went to see them in Vegas. Lady Gaga and Natasha Bedingfield opened for them. It felt like a dream. Did it? It was the best time. That was like very early Gaga as far as my exposure to Lady Gaga. It was early for me as well. Like that was the first time I had ever seen her. I knew of the song Just Dance. Yeah. But that's it. She was super fun. She played all the big hits that weren't hits yet. Right. You know, and we were just like, who's that? And then when she did Just Dance at the end, it was her last song. You're like, oh, "Oh, that's her. But then after that, we did go to see them a few times in Florida. We did the meet and greets, did that whole thing. How were the meet and greets? Um, I do feel like I've talked about this before, too. So sorry for repeaters. But I they were fun, except they would only let you come in a group of 10. Uh, that's right. There were only three of us. So you had to, like, kind of make friends with people in the line. Yeah, that sucks. To go be in your picture together. Yeah. I mean, we ended up meeting some people that we kept in touch with for a a long time. I'm still friends with some of those people on social media. But, you know, it kind of sucks because you would really just prefer the picture to be you and your friends with the new kids. It kind of took away from the specialness of it. Listen, it was early days for that kind of thing. Yes. I mean, listen, I wish that like NSYNC had done that back in the day. They didn't do it like that. Like Mm -hmm. you were lucky if you got to go to a meet and greet at all, but you weren't promised pictures with them and stuff like that. You were snapping photos of them, lifting their shirts up so you could see the top of their underwear, (laughs) abs. That was in concert. That's different. (laughs) Wait, wouldn't the meet and greet be before the concert? Yeah, but those pictures are from the concert. (sighs) (laughs) Look at you trying to sound like you know what you're talking about. It's cute. (laughs) Are you leaving? I'm leaving. No, I'm kidding. Come on. Anyway, though, that is where it was funny because of my incident with Jordan. You know, typically I was in love with Jordan as a, as a child, right? And all the way until he broke my heart. So <laughs> it was kind of odd because when we went to these meet and greets, like I was not vying for a spot next to Jordan mm-hmm. where I would have been otherwise. But I was like, no, I don't care. Like, I want to be by Joe or Donnie. And that was the two different times that we did it. I was by Joe and one and by Donnie and another. But the first time we did like hug everybody. And I don't even know what we said, but I remember hugging everyone. And when I hugged Donnie, this was back in his phase where he was like making out with people. And it was well known if you wanted a kiss from Donnie, he would kiss you. Yeah. And I mean, like go in. I did not want that, but I hugged him like I hugged everyone else. And when I hugged him, he held on. And he, I tried to let go like several times Uh and he just kept holding. What did he smell like? I don't know. I don't remember. Beef and cheese? No. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't unpleasant. Okay. But I mean, he like moaned in my ear a little bit like as he was hugging me. So. Was this before or after the show? Before. Oh, okay. Do you think he was wrecked or Um, 
know. He was just. I just think that's him, and I think he just really loves the fans, and he wants them to feel special. And Is a he... lot of fans really feed into that. A lot right. of fans are like, "I want to make out with you," and he's like, "Okay." Like there was a time where that's what he was doing. I think this was before he and Jenny got together. Do you think that was like his way to find out if somebody wanted to make out? No. It's like well, somebody's like pulling no. away. I think he. I saw <laughs> pictures of him making out with people that I don't. Sorry, but I don't think he would have actually made out with in real life if he. I mean, I know he had a choice. Right. But I think he was just trying to make people's day or lives by making think, out with them. Do you think that's what he was doing for you, though? I didn't ask him to do that, though. So you think those people asked him? Yes. Because uh-huh. he put it out there. Like, if you want to kiss from me, ask me and I will kiss you. OK. Like, that's, I mean, that's kind of how enough. it was. Right. But I I don't want that. Like, I'm not I want somebody to kiss me if they want to kiss me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking you for a kiss. It sounded like maybe just he did you're a celebrity want to kiss you. Listen, after like a solid minute of him holding on to me. A minute? It was a long time. That is the longest hug ever. Everybody else left. All my friends and all the girls that were in the picture were gone. And it was just me and the four other new kids as Donnie was moaning in my ear. And Danny, who I, listen, sorry, he's not ever been my favorite. Right. In general, just something about his personality. Yeah. Even without knowing him. Not your guy. Not my guy. But he was like, we got to get these people out of here. You know, we got to go faster, which made me annoyed by him. Yeah. And I hadn't even gotten to a hug with him yet. So, But I, I, I maybe he was trying him. to help the situation out to be like, come on, man. Maybe. Maybe he thought I was uncomfortable. Maybe Danny was the hero of the situation. In the moment, I looked at it like he was being a jerk face. All right. But... Let's, let's level set, though. Okay. Was it a, a seven second hug or was it a minute? Okay, it was more than seven seconds, for sure. I'm telling you that, you know, I love to hug people. I know. I give a long hug. So if it's long enough that I start to let go and he pulls back. But that could be like two to three seconds, right? No, it was not. I gave him a good, like, probably 10 second hug. And then I was like, okay. So I I started to let go and he just kept holding. And then, like, as he was holding, he was like, hmm. Like, it wasn't to a point where I felt scared or okay. nervous. Like, I was excited. My butt, I had butterflies in my tummy. Your right? butt had butterflies in your my tummy. My butt had butterflies <laughs> in my tummy. There were probably butterflies flying out of my butt. I don't know. <laughs> I was just in shock that he was- This was Donnie Wahlberg. Not letting go of me, you know? Maybe also kind of nervous that he was going to try to make out with me. Because I knew the stories, but it also made it feel a little less special because I knew he had done that with people. But again, I didn't ask. Yeah, I wonder if you hadn't known and he held on to you, you might have been like, oh, oh, he's into oh, this. He's in love with me. He's in love with me. Listen, right now. there's a, like for sure probably would have been like, Donnie Wahlberg wants to marry me. I'm into this. <laughs> but anyway, like finally. You just say, yes, Donnie, yes. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I was a kid, Donnie was the bad boy because he had holes in his jeans. <laughs> and a cool guy mullet. I assume he'd have a leather jacket with a white yes. t-shirt. He had a leather jacket. He had a white t-shirt. He used to wear. Um, a lot of bandanas or no? Uh, or was he bandana free? Well, yeah, I mean, at one point, I'm just thinking of like the first time I saw him on like Hanging Up Live. I feel like he had a shirt that said drugs suck. I know he wore that a lot later on. He would be big on. Say no to drugs. Say no to drugs. He he always tried to be a, he was a bad boy, but he tried to be a positive influence because they had a lot of young fans. It's like Mr. T. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get back on track. Sorry for disrupting your flow. It's okay. It's just funny because I, I didn't actually write that out. And I was like, should I talk about what happened in the meet and greet? And then you asked me. So there we go. Um, Huggate. <laughs> Huggate. Huggate what year? <laughs> Huggate. Uh, that was either 2008 or 2009. I can't remember exactly. Listen. I the, think that was 2009. The merch ideas are just flowing out of my head right now. The <laughs> Huggate. I would hug Donnie again. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but now we're both married. It's yes, different. It is different. Don't get it twisted, though. Like, I don't feel like Donnie was being inappropriate. If I had said stop, he would have stopped. He would have stopped, right. Like, I, you know, I enjoyed the hug. Listen, from a fan experience standpoint, that is top notch. Yeah. Like, I was excited. Like, I was like, oh, I guess he picked me to hug on. And I was thrilled. I do have to say, like, I'm not sure why I don't really go see them on tour anymore. Like, Is it because you're with me? I don't think so. Like... 
lots of people, people in our Facebook group or people DM me on Instagram about how they've just seen them in their city and how much fun they had on the mixtape tour or whatever. And I think maybe if, if the friends that I used to go to the shows with said to me, hey, let's get tickets and go to this show, I would go. I just don't initiate that anymore for some reason. What if they were in Atlanta or Birmingham? <laughs> would you get tickets and surprise your sister? I don't know if she would want to go. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean, I think she'd go, but she's so busy. It would be hard to surprise her with anything. It would be fun to go to a concert with her, though. Although she wouldn't know any of the new stuff, so I don't know. Do you? I know most of it. One of the new CDs I love. but Do you? Yeah, the one that came out in 2008. The Block. I love that album. Do you? Yes. Oh, okay. And I listened to it a lot. Anything that came out after that, I have not listened to. Not at all? I don't know. I think I said this in a previous episode. But as much as I always love them and I am so happy for them that they're still doing their thing, I think there's part of me that wants to just like keep it nostalgic. I don't know. I think I prefer to think about the new kid's sleeping bag that I had and the phone and the dolls and the game and the trading cards and the really awkwardly large buttons and the t-shirts and the posters on my wall, the cartoon. I still remember the first time I watched Hangin' Tough Live at a sleepover at my friend Nikki's house, and I went home a new person. <laughs> it was such a special time. I guess, I mean, that was my first obsession, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not saying that I'll never go see them again as an adult, but there's just something I love about holding them in that special place in my heart. Or maybe it's because Jordan Knight crushed my heart that night. It killed the magic for me and caused me to revert back to the old days where I had plans to move to Boston and open a coffee shop and live in his family's pale yellow Victorian house that I saw in a magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Are you being serious right now? Yeah. That is amazing. (laughs) Overly descriptive. Those are my plans. I like that. Back in the day, he ruined it all. He did ruin it. I'm still angry how he treated you. Me too. I've had several people tell me since then that he was lovely to them. And they're like, maybe you just had a bad night. And I'm like, maybe he did. But I spent decades of my life loving that man, or at least a decade. He let you down. And I had an opportunity that was rare that I happened to be standing in a space where no one else was. And he walked up and stood next to me. Yeah. All he had to do was be... Normal. It was a dream come true. And yes. he ruined it. He did. And I'm sorry. That's hard to come back from. It's not like I just loved him for a year. You know, like I started loving him when I was nine or 10 years old and or eight. I don't know, eight years old. And this I was like 21 here. 20. No, I was older than that. I was like 24 or something. And I was just like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And in two seconds flat, he crushed me. So I'm sorry. It did ruin it a little bit, for sure. But I still love them. And that's why I don't want it to be a Debbie Downer episode. It's like, I think what it is for me is when I think about the old days, I still feel those feelings of love for Jordan that I had. And it's not tainted. But when I try to, like, think about them now and, like, going to see them now, I don't think I could enjoy it as much. Listen, I think you have to put it to the test once. Yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't go. I would definitely go. Maybe we should do a We Don't Want to Grow Up meetup at one of the next tours that they do. All right. Listen, I think that's a good idea. You've got to at least explore this. Will you go? Yes, I will go. (laughs) Yes. Okay. There will be booze. It's okay. I'm going to learn all the new kids' dances. Okay. Were you one of those guys that made fun of all the girls for liking new kids, but you secretly listened to their music at home? No, I didn't make fun of anybody. Because I didn't really know that much about the new kids. But if I saw their videos on MTV, I was like, okay, that's fine. Where's Madonna? Right. Right. So, you know, I had my own interests at that point. I had my own pop stars to pine after. Yeah. And it was, you know, it just the, wasn't the new the kids thing, for me. It's like, that's what always annoyed me because there would be boys in school yeah. who thought it was so fun to make fun of the girls and make fun of new kids. It's like they just loved picking at you about it. They were just jealous. I feel like that, but I also, it's like, listen, I'm not making fun of whatever music you like. Listen, I was so secure in who I was. (laughs) I mean, when you're this good looking, (laughs) that's an absolute joke. I was the most insecure kid. You were just a nice person. I was a very nice person. Yeah. I was a nice person. Now I'm not. I will never go with you. Listen, I don't know how many people's husbands. (laughs) 
would sit and listen to their wives go on and on about new kids on the block. Well, this is like tennis, you know, like this is your smash over the net to me. And you've got an episode I've got one for you. My backhand is ready, girl. Kakoosh. But the difference is, is like, I'm not going to be rolling my eyes about it. I'm excited about it. You're wearing a shirt right now. Yes. We've got an Alice in Chains episode coming up, guys. We do. That's my backhand smash. (laughs) You're so much cooler than me. I know. Yes. I'm sorry I am. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. You're always cooler than me. But did you want to live in a pale yellow Victorian house with Jordan Knight? No. Listen, I do like Victorian houses, right? The color, <laughs> you know, that's a little specific, but I could see it. Can I tell you the name of my coffee shop? No, I'm not going to tell you because what if I decide to open it? I don't want to give my name Save away. it. Put it on a shirt. But it, I was going <laughs> to open it with my friend who was also really into new kids. And we had a name that had to do with something with new kids. And it was perfect. Hanging tough? No. <laughs> No. I so I so wish you'd been like, what? How did you guess that? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing that you would just, that would be obvious. It's fine. Okay. So. Too long of a hug. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. It's called awkwardly long hugs. Awkwardly long hugs. <laughs> I love you, Donnie. Donnie D is on the backup. Drug free. So put the so crack put up. Put the crack. Good job. I'm impressed. Uh, Okay. Let's get into these songs. All right. Right? Oh, my God. We're just to the songs? The the songs is is the- This is the meat. That's what we've built up to. We've just eaten the potatoes. Here's the meat. (laughs) So my list is going to be from the time frame that we cover, right? So 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Instead of picking like a top five and then five HMs, I'm just doing a top 10. With HMs. Whoa. With HMs? You're one to talk. I've seen your Alice in Chains list. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Let's get going on these HMs. Get going. Get going. Honorable mentions. I'm just going to throw them together from the 2008 album, The Block, which was the first one after they reunited. We've got Single with Neo. That was the thing about that album, right? They had a lot of collabs. They had a collab with Lady Gaga. One with Pussycat Dolls and Neo. I really loved this album, actually. Like, it was very of the time. So, I mean, I I really liked all the songs. But Seeing All with Neo, Twisted, Click, Click, Click is another one I loved. And, of course, the first single they came out with, Summertime, makes me happy. Summer, summertime, summertime. Da, 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 da. I'm the wine. Wrong song. Oh, wrong song. It's this. I think about you in the summertime. And all the good times that we had, baby. Been a few years and I can't deny. The thought of you still makes me crazy. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Next HM. Call it what you want. I must admit. I, must admit. I want your love too. I want your love. Call it what you want, baby. We first heard it on Step by Step, but I prefer the version on the No More Games, the remix album. It's the CNC Pump It mix. And yes, CNC Music Factory. Everybody dance now. (laughs) Pretty much. Yes. And then there's a song from the album Face the Music, which came out in 94, called Since You Walked Into My Life. always stood out to me that's not one of their most popular albums but there were several songs on that album that i loved you'll hear more from that one in a little bit so question okay had you moved on from the band at that point or was it like a guilty secret pleasure and you're just like all right i love dave matthews let me turn on new kids on the block when nobody's looking i mean it wasn't fake that i love dave matthews no i'm not saying that it was fake but no, I will. I'm saying you're like, it. you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to play some Dave Matthews over here. But then you're you're playing some new kids because no, you're still into it. I was still into it because people had kind of left it behind. They had people left it behind way before Face the Music came out. Yeah, I feel like probably 91, 91 to 92. Yes. Was when, when it, it declined. Kind of faded. Yeah. I like kind of faded out a little and then 
a friend of mine and I, there was like a different friend that I didn't go to high school issue with. I, I knew her elsewhere. And so we randomly spent the night together and pulled out all those old VHSs. Your first bit of nostalgia. It was. And yes. it was only from like a few years before. Right. But it felt nostalgic at the time. And we were like, oh, my God, like we got super into it again. And yeah, like I still listen to them sometimes. I, right. And I didn't share it. It wasn't cool. Right. Like, so I didn't share it with my friends from high school, but I still loved them. I totally still love them. I never stopped loving them. Really. All right. Just checking. I definitely started, you know, once I became interested in other kinds of music, I started getting into, you know, Fiona Apple and right. feeling but that. And You didn't take your New Kids on the Block tape or CD, chuck it out the window. Right. No. Would you hide it when friends came over? I don't know. I mean, it was just in a stack of stuff amongst other stuff. Okay. You know, it's not like I had their posters on my wall and I hid them from friends or anything. All right. Fair enough. Keep going. Sorry. Distracting you. You are distracting me. Listen, I'm the pepper (laughs) to your salt. (laughs) All right. So next up from their Christmas album, Merry Merry Christmas, which came out in 89. I'll be missing you come Christmas. A letter to Santa. I'll be missing you. was one of my faves probably because it was mostly jordan (laughs) um speaking of mostly jordan from the step-by-step album which came out in 1990 baby i believe in you This one was really because of the moment in the concert, which is so funny. I really wish I could show it to you now, but it's this moment. The whole song, it's just Jordan. And he comes out. He's like kind of in the back of the stage, like a pie. And he's got a spotlight on him and fans blowing. And he's wearing these black pants and a white button down that's open. (laughs) And he's like dancing around dramatically as he's singing the song, you know, and then he has moments where he like pulls his shirt down off his shoulders. Does everybody scream at yeah, that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They scream. And what's amazing about it all is that he still does it now. Does he? On tour. Other Stacy, we all know. She just saw them in Boston, I don't know, a month ago. And she sent me a video. <laughs> you did it? <laughs> and Jordan is still doing Baby I Believe in You in the same outfit. And it's like, I both love it. And also feel like, I wonder what that feels like for him. It's like, he's yeah. been doing this for 20 years, Th- 30, 30 years, years now. now. Yeah. Well, listen, though, there was a 14 year gap to where it's like, yeah, he's been doing it for 15 years, essentially, with with a break. I mean, maybe at this point they're nostalgic about it, too. Yeah. Or maybe they're just like, our fans love it and we're making money and having fun. So let's do it. You know, this I is hope they is. are having fun with it. I hope they are, too. I think they are because they've still been doing it. Like, they've been back together since 2008. Yeah. It's not like it was last year, right? It's 15, Like, that's what blew my mind. I was like, when they reunited, it's still in the window of things we talk about for our Nostalgia podcast. Right. That alone is mind-blowing. Oh, (laughs) Anyway, also, I just have to mention that another favorite concert moment, because I just used to watch their concerts on repeat, like anything that I had on VHS, I watched constantly. And there was this moment where Joe and Danny would do a cover of I'll Be There by the Jackson 5 before Mariah did it. And it was just such a fun concert moment. I love it so much. to our top 10 top 10 let's do it here we go number 10 you got it the right stuff obviously this is from the hang and tough album from 1988 it is one of their biggest songs in the world i love it it's number 10 just because i have so many more that i just love so much but i had to include it obviously it's just 
it's one that was played so much, but I never get tired of it. Unlike some others. Mm. Number nine, Popsicle from their self-titled album from 1986. So Joe would do this medley in concert where he did Popsicle, Stop It Girl, Angel, Treat Me Right, all from this first album. And it's so funny when you listen to them side by side to hear how much his voice changed from when they recorded to when they were (laughs) performing it in concert. Yeah. Let's listen to the side by side here. Wow. Yeah, his voice changed so much in that little time period, you yeah. know? There's nothing you can do about it, though. It's like, it happens. Right. Listen to me. Do you think this gravel started when I was a man at 12? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All because of your man ring. My man ring. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. Number eight. Also from Hangin' Tough 1988, My Favorite Girl. This one, I always go back to Hangin' Tough Live in my head. I just loved that song, that performance. It just felt like magic. It makes me think of the video for this rather than that. There was never a video for this. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) How dare you? You stick yourself out there and you get your head lopped off. (laughs) I love you for trying to participate, though. (laughs) All right, number seven from Step by Step album 1990, we have. La 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 tonight. That song was so fun because they really, it was nostalgic, even though it was for something that was only like two years prior. But it's like, remember when we said, girl, please don't go, like from Please Don't Go Girl, and how I'd be loving you. It was a theme. Yeah, they're talking about their old stuff. It's like a a song for their fans, basically. I like that. That's what they've always said. It was like devoted to them. And it was always a fun video because they're just showing different shots of them running around on tour and on stage. I don't know. It was just a good time. You know, it would be a fun game, right? Like, don't let me listen to any of the top 10 and tell me the song name. Okay. And have me sing a few bars of what I think the song is. Because number seven, what you just sang is not what I had rattling around in my head. Oh, can we make like its own episode where you do that? That's what I'm saying. So I need to not listen to. How are we going to do that if we're going to put the episode out? We'll have to record it beforehand before we put this episode out. All right. We'll see. It would be funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number six. This one I feel is a little more rare. From the step-by-step album, Funny Feeling. Now, the reason I love this song is because it was Jordan and Joe going back and forth, and they were my two favorites. And in concert on the Magic Summer Tour, or Magical Summer Tour, depending on what dimension you were in. Which dimension were you in? (laughs) Which bubble? What timeline were you on? (laughs) They came out on stage and one of them was wearing green pants with a purple top and the other was wearing purple pants with a green top. Oh, nice. Good coordination. I feel like they had cool hats on. That is not the song. Oh, okay. It was a ballad and it was so cute. I loved that whole performance. And that was not something that people got to see because it wasn't on like one of their, you know, VHS tapes that were sold, right? It was something that you saw it live, which I saw live. Years later, though, I found like uh, home video footage of it that I bought. Did they never like air any concerts from them on like MTV or anything like that? They did. But this wasn't wasn't on there? Not the Magic Summer Tour in its entirety, no. Really? Yeah, like you got concert footage on like the step-by-step VHS and you got it on Hangin' Tough Live and they did like pay-per-view concerts. They did pay-per-view. Okay. Because yes. I'm going to say this was like the height 
of pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. In 1990, they did, for their No More Games tour, they did pay-per-view. Okay. I believe I've mentioned it before, but the time when I accidentally recorded over the New Kids on the Block pay-per-view special, and I yes. was devastated. Devastated. And it took me years, and I finally found it on eBay. Did you buy it? Yes, I bought it. Do we have it now? I have it now. Have I got you digitized it? it? I got it in like 99. Oh, have we digitized it? No. Sir! Sir, it's probably on YouTube, but I mean, I have it on VHS. Oh, okay. If it's not on YouTube, I need to watch it. But does this mean you want to watch it? Should we have a concert night? Concert night, yes. We should for this. And do all the new kids stuff. Okay, I'm down. All right. Yay. Okay, so next up, where was I? Number five, this was on the B side of the step-by-step single, and then a remix came out on the No More Games album called the CNC Quiet Storm Mix. <laughs> it is Valentine Girl. I was just showing Pete the choreography <laughs> to Valentine Girl. It's very dramatic. <laughs> it is dramatic. Actually, other Stacey and I were doing like this big research thing the other day because I was like, I really thought Valentine Girl was on step by step. I could see the step by step cover and Valentine Girl on the back of it. And then she pulled out her copy, which I could have easily come upstairs and found my own copy, but she had hers accessible of the step by step VHS. Yes. <laughs> This is why I meet people through, I meet people through this podcast that <laughs> are just soulmates, I'm telling you. <laughs> and she turned it over and it had Valentine Girl on the back of it. And she's like, this is why we think it's on step by step because it was on the VHS. Okay. So it's not a Mandela effect. It's not right. a universal crossover. Yes. It was just on the step by step VHS, not okay. on the original step by step cassette. Listen, it makes sense. It does. And yeah, they showed like a performance of it on the VHS and it was amazing. It was just concert footage and they'd show slow motion stuff of fans and you know how it is, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know that boy band footage? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, number 4 from Hangin' Tough which came out in 88, I'll be loving you forever. Oh, you know that one. I think we played that in an episode recently, didn't we? Oh, it was it was on our Patreon for yeah. Boy Crazy Stacy. That's what it was. It was. Yeah. As someone who was a super Jordan fan. You were a Jordan girl. This I was a Jordan girl. And this song, you know, is a Jordan song. And it was just the ultimate ballad for me. Melted my 10-year-old heart. Oh, precious. <laughs> Number three from No More Games, the remix album. Games. So not the step-by-step version of games. This was the Kids Get Hard mix. No More Games is about positivity. And positivity is not about being soft. It's about being smart. You sucker. The performance of No More Games. He's laughing at me so hard right now. The kids get hard. The kids get hard mix. This is like, that's like an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? It is exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) I knew it. That's what it sounds like. It does. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. There is a performance, though. They did numerous games at the American Music Awards. And Jordan is wearing these jeans and a white shirt and a red hoodie. It's one of my favorite things of all time. Open hoodie? Yeah. Okay. Hoodie up? No. Hoodie down? Hoodie down. But they're singing, and then he comes out and does a dance break with one of the other guys that was, like, just kind of part of their entourage. Do you think you could recreate each of the new kids' dance face? Their dance face? People have dance faces uh, while they were, while somebody's, like, deep in the moves, right? Yeah. There's there's nothing they can do. They've got a dance face when they're trying really hard. Yeah. I think I could do it more for NSYNC than I could New Kids. Could you? Yeah. Okay. All right. I could probably do a few of the New Kids, but I don't know. But I'd have to <laughs> think about it. I'd have to study them a little more. It's been a while. It might be fun to just screen cap their dance faces and share them <laughs> on 
the Instagrams. So many ideas. Yes. Write them down. Yes. Okay. These last two, I have them written the way they are, but I'm going to flip it right now. On the fly. On the fly. Because, listen, I know what my real favorite New Kids on the Block song is, and I switched it because I felt like it's the more socially acceptable answer to have the song at number one, but it's going to be my number two. Okay. The song is Step by Step from the album Step by Step. Step by Step. Ooh, baby. Gonna get to you, girl. I love this song. To me, it is the pinnacle of new kids. It is like the height. Like, Hangin' Tough was what got them going and the right stuff and things like that. But, like, Step by Step was just on top of the world. And I never get tired of that song. The number three will always be special to me because step three was Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. I feel like it's one of the most popular songs. But it has to be number two because my number one... It's not a well-known song. It's not, but I love it so much. It's from Face the Music. It's If You Go Away. It actually still makes me a little emotional. I can see it. <laughs> it does. I remember actually being in the car with my sister and hearing it on the radio. And us freaking out because we were like, they're not done. They're not done. They're coming back. And we love the song so much. I don't know. It was the one that I feel like stuck with me. I was so obsessed with this song. Yeah. And particularly this line. could listen to that line over and over and over again it's always my fave i feel like they do it in concert now they do do it in concert now because or at least they did in 2008 because i finally got to see it live which was huge yeah i don't know if they still do it but i know that when they came back together they did it yeah it was just amazing i love that song so much and i'm sorry i'm not giving in don't be ashamed i love that you love it i do it's the same as NSYNC, though. I feel like I listed my favorite songs when we did our Patreon episode, and I'm pretty sure my number one song was a song that, like, people don't really know. Right. Unless you're, like, a mega fan. I had a bit more trouble with the lists that I made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get into that. <laughs> That's why I felt I did not feel bad about having however many songs I had no. here, because you told me what you've got going on for Alice and Chains, and, well, we'll see what happens. We shall see. Anyway, so that's my list. Thank you for sharing. I know I left off a lot of their more popular songs. I think the ones that people will probably be upset about that I left off are Please Don't Go Girl. This one's for the children. Cover Girl and Hangin' Tough. But honestly, like, Please Don't Go Girl, I think, is the only one that I would maybe put on HMs if I could keep adding to that. The others just aren't my favorite. What about the beginning of Hanging Tough? I mean, listen, like when I hear it start up, I'm like, yeah, that's New Kids on the Block. But that was just never my favorite song. I get that. That's the only New Kids thing that might interest me generally from like the beginning of a song. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's New Kids. Never mind. (laughs) Like, I I do love it. Just not more than any of the others. No, I I don't blame you. My friend Sarah hates the song Hanging Tough. Does she? Like if she was at a New Kids concert, that's when she'd go to the bathroom. (laughs) During Hanging Tough. That was the beer or bathroom song. Yes. That's funny. But, you know, I mean, I think sometimes it's like that. It's like the ones that are the most popular that maybe don't speak to you so much. And you're just like, eh, you know. I hear you. It is still fun, though, when you're at a concert and you get to do that. Whoa. Whoa. And you get to hang it up, you know, do your arms along with it. Like, that's fun. I can feel that. Yeah. It's very participatory. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? It is. Thank you for sharing, my love. I know that puts you in a very vulnerable position. It does, but you're very welcome. And I I hope that the New Kids fans out there that are listening approve and they're not too angry at me for disparaging anyone. Listen, if you're angry and you're a New Kids fan, send in what your list is. Maybe we can do an episode about what you got wrong 
Oh, I didn't get anything wrong because it's my list, first of all. <laughs> What'd you miss? <laughs> <laughs> I picked all my favorites. Trust me. There's not anything I missed. You know what I would have done if this were my list? Well, great. I'd love what about? To, I'd lo- <laughs> what about? I'd love to hear what your list would be. What about Please Don't Go, Girl? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it would be nice to hear your own top 10. Yeah, I'd love That's to hear okay. that. As long as it's never coming at me in like a, an accusatory way i welcome it yes give me your top tens let's hear your top tens all right i love you all thank you for listening and if you're not a new kids fan and you listen to this whole episode thank you yeah thank you very much (laughs) noted we've been through this together oh just kidding cut that cut that (laughs) bye bye you know joey joe's ready Jordan and John, yeah, come on. We got a fucky, fucky Christmas going on. Have a fucky, fucky Christmas. So great. And it's recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Part of it anyways, not the whole thing. Oh, man. (laughs)